Are you ready for mic check? Yeah. Here we go. Spring into action, baby. Jump, jump. The Mac Dad will make you. Jump, jump. Daddy Mac will make you. Jump, jump. Crisscross will make you. Jump, jump. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Jump, jump. All right. That's what I got. Nice. I don't know the rest of Are you of the miggity, miggity, miggity Mac Daddy? I'm the miggity, miggity, miggity Mac. Good. What does that make you? They also had a song called I Missed the Bus. Good tidbit. Pants backwards. Good tidbit. Thank you. Polly still wears his pants backwards once in a while, but that's because he's old and forgets which way to put them on. The, the, you know what's hot? And, and this is a great way to start this. And I, it's still hot. This is We Get It with Polly Sebelia and Brent Axe. Girls in overalls. That's oh. hot? Oh, so hot. Really? Yeah, that's a thing for me. Girls in overalls. With their little hat I could shirts. see that. I could see why that would be a thing. Yeah. Do you remember that from the 90s? Like, kind of. Lisa like left uh, Jennifer Lopez. Aniston. Yeah, yeah Jennifer Aniston on Friends it. did it. Okay. That's all a smoking right. hat thing. I like girls in baseball caps, too. I'm not going to lie. I can't go with you there. I can't go with you there. Girls in only uh, football jerseys? This could be a whole podcast. What turns on Pauly? Girls in football jerseys are hot. How about girls with guns? Does that turn you on, yes. Pauly? Okay. Girls Let's go through the list here. Girls in a guy's dress shirt. You know what turns me on, Polly? Naked girls. Yeah, okay. How about that? I've never seen one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We go from that to this. What gives Polly a boner? Yes. No. Stop right there before we go any further. I All right, Polly. So here we go. Training camps are underway. College football, NFL, everybody's back. And. I talked the other day with a very prominent Syracuse football alum, who I will not reveal here because I don't think uh, he would like me to do that. But he had a very candid kind of off-the-record conversation with me about what Syracuse fans expect and what they should basically... How can I put this? What's the realistic expectation broadly for a Syracuse fan? Okay, like over a 10-year period, what's the ceiling? What's the peak you could expect Syracuse football to be? And he basically said fans have to, you know, they have to accept that this is a six, seven-win football program. And if they're expecting it to be anything better than that, then they're just fooling themselves and they're, you know, getting into a world of unrealistic expectations. So I pose that question to you, the man who... Plug stuff in at every Syracuse football game and has been there all along. And, you know, we certainly have these discussions on ESPN Radio Syracuse on the air. But where would you peg that? If a Syracuse fan came up to you and said, I just signed up yesterday, what can I expect out of this? What would you tell them? Realistically, seven wins a year. And then every fourth or fifth year, you expect something more. That's how I would say, like, Georgia Tech, I guess, would be a example of that happening now where... Georgia Tech is average, and then once every few years they burst out and are pretty decent in the ACC. Well, but you're also never going to beat Clemson in Florida State that's it. in your own division. You, you know can what? hope to beat maybe Louisville, and then sure. you're in third yeah. place. So. Over a 10-year period, you could beat Louisville four or five times. Yeah. Now, this, here's what screwed Syracuse. I mean, you had to go to the ACC. you got to be with the big boys. you got to get the TV money and all that. But if Syracuse was on the other side of the league, if they were in the Coastal, I think you could raise the bar slightly because you mentioned it. Automatically, you are in a league with Florida State, Clemson, and Louisville, which has emerged as you know a great program in the ACC. If you're over on the other side, 
I feel you have a more competitive balance. Look like at you, Duke. Look at Duke, who made a run. Pittsburgh made a run. Miami's supposed to be good this year, but it changes on that side. Over on this side, yeah, you got three losses before you even you know kick off game one that you got to deal with. Yeah, you're going to need major upsets, and you're never going to get them. You're not. <laughs> this is the best way. Like, Virginia Tech was the big upset last year, and they were a ranked team yeah. at the time, and that was a, that's a great win. Mm-hmm. But you know, the last massive upset Syracuse had that you can really cling to was when they beat Nebraska in 1984, right? I mean, they beat Penn State in 87, but even then Penn Florida. State was sliding. Florida was a top 10 team. And, you know, I'm, I'm forgetting a few here, but, like, I'm talking earth-shaking. Yeah, they beat Texas in the Dome. Unbelievable. And, yeah. So, But Syracuse was good then. Yeah. That wasn't an upset. In 1992, that was a, a, a meeting between two programs that were, you know, really good. The realistic expectations are what I just said, but say they put together a couple of eight-win seasons, could they take it to another level? Yeah, but that's that's a very high hurdle to jump. Well, it is. And here's the thing, you know, so let's say Dino Babers does get this thing on track, and he is in that eight-nine-win category. Mm-hmm. Now you start playing that game of... How long is he going to be here to keep this going before bigger schools come? I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question because you're at a Power 5 school, and the the big question is, even with all the TV money that's starting to roll and where you are now, where Syracuse is on the pay scale with major college football, still way below the Mendoza line. Yeah, that's the only thing that's going to... I mean, before he go. even really got into the throes of coaching here, there were big rumors that Baylor was going to come back after him. Mm-hmm. I mean... And the more exposure he gets, remember, he was in that coach's room for the national championship coverage, that speech that went viral last year. Like, he's a brand. People are starting to recognize Dino. He's on the short list of of names that'll get a phone call after every season for programs that are looking for a coach, if he can keep up what he's doing now. Yeah, and this year is going to be tough. Toughest schedule in the country. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be easy. If he gets six wins out of this year, his phone's still probably going to ring. The three schools we mentioned, and you go to LSU, and they haven't scheduled the time of that game yet. But if you go to LSU at night, good night. You go to there at noon. You're no matter night. what time yeah. it is, you're going to get your doors blown off. And their crossover game this year in the ACC is Miami. Yeah, yeah Miami and. They're good. Depending on how much credence you put into this, every team they play this season, with the exception of Central Connecticut State, went to a bowl game last year. For Syracuse, that's murderer's row. Yeah. That's freaking murderer's row. Yeah, Middle Tennessee's no joke. They're not. And Scott Schaefer's there, who knows everything about this this offense and this quarterback that he's facing. Schaefer is at his best when he's a defensive coordinator and put together a game plan that'll wreck havoc on the on the other side. That's how they beat West Virginia twice and pulled off some of those wins when, when he was the defensive coordinator under Doug Marone, who I know we're going to discuss here. Yes or no, Brent? Camps are starting in the NFL. Will Doug Marone turn the Jags around? No. No? No. Who's going to turn Jacksonville around? Jacksonville. Tom Coughlin did it. He did it. You know, that's a great point because he did it. And they were created out of nowhere. They were an expansion team. And they were in the AFC Championship game the next year. But that was 1995. Whole different NFL now. Jacksonville is 17-63 and 63 the last five years. It's the worst record in the NFL. They haven't made the playoffs in 10 years. The Bills haven't made the playoffs in 17 years. The Jags haven't made the playoffs in 10. When Marone was in Buffalo, 
He had them as close to the playoffs as they have come in that drought, but his act wore thin real quick in that Bills locker room. But here's the thing with Jacksonville. What the hell else are you going to do? <laughs> the team is awful, and if he's going to come in and, and make it more rigid and more disciplined and everything he has to do, you have no choice but to listen. But here's the thing, Paulie. Are you going anywhere with Blake Bortles as your quarterback? Until they get a better quarterback there, he's not going to turn around shit. Over under two years with him. As the coach yeah. there? I'll say over. I think he gets three years. The only reason he's, he only lasted two years in Buffalo is because he had that $4 million <laughs> buyout, and he said, get me the hell out of here. So when Doug Marone takes over as the Bills head coach, I go to training camp, and I'm standing on the sideline talking to a couple friends of mine, just watching practice, shooting the breeze, and Marone spots me, and he waves me over, okay? So here I am, and I got my friends in the Buffalo media, and they're like, whoa, who the fuck is this guy getting Dude. waved over by the new head coach? So I get out there, and you know we say hello and exchange pleasantries. So then Marone looks at me, and he starts. He he was pissed about a story that I wrote about how he recruited AJ Long at quarterback versus how Scott Schaefer recruited AJ Long at quarterback, and the differences between the two. And you know Marone kind of blew him off and didn't really talk to him, and Schaefer like you know he was his best friend. So he's going on and on about this, and I swear to God. I looked Doug in the eye after he complains about this. I said, Doug, why the fuck do you care about this? We're standing on an NFL football field. You're the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) And he just kind of laughs at me. And he's like, well, my wife is from that area. And I know this kid. I'm like, this was like eight months before this. And he still harbored that grudge standing on an NFL football field. What the hell? That's the kind of guy Doug Marone is. Yes or no, Brent? Umpires need to lighten up. Oh, they freaking do. What is going on with us? You're, come on, Mr. Baseball. How come all these umpires got these itchy trigger fingers all of a sudden? I don't know. It's the heat? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. They're all or getting is old. it the humidity? They're all getting old? Well, I like don't... Adrian Beltre the other day just moved the on-deck circle. That was hysterical. And, and they tossed him out. This guy's like a respected veteran. He's almost got 3,000 hits. He's a Hall of Famer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> threw him out for busting your balls. What? what? And, you know, it's it, and it's happening everywhere. I don't know. It, it's amazing to me how these things become patterns. I don't get what, with the Beltre thing, what, what sparked that? Because... Everybody does it. Like right. that's not a new thing. Like the, nor, other people are behind the batters trying yeah. to get a better eye on the pitcher, and it was well, nothing new. Paul, this just confirms my theory. Sometimes with baseball, these guys get bored. They get bored. It's you know every day. It's monotonous. It's the same thing. You're just in the wrong mood at the wrong time on a hot night in Texas, and you're like, you're out of here because they're sick of being on the road. They're human. It's dog days of summer. They're getting into the. You know, the real stretch of the season where nothing's really happening an, and you still have two months left. And it's like, oh, can I just I, need a week off. I could be wrong. It was an 18 to 6 game. Yeah. When he threw him out. And the fans that had stayed were there to see him. You know, like that game was dragging on. And like their their fans were there to watch him play, not to see the umpire throw him out for moving the well, not on only deck circle. Throwing people out. I'm watching the Yankees Red Sox a couple weeks ago and there's a play at first base and. You know, 
the runner should have been forced out at second, but he came back to first while the other runners come into first. It took him 12 minutes to figure this out. I'm like, you're supposed to know this off the top of your freaking head. And they went to replay and still couldn't figure it out. Baseball takes long enough. And then I got umpires out there jerking around for 10 minutes because they don't know the freaking rules. I uh, I don't like the, the review either. I'm, I'm grandpa on that. You want the, you want the, you're going to count on these guys I want, to get it I right? I want the mistakes make it fun. Mistakes I mean, you're not make it fun. Okay. Just think of growing up with the Royals and the Cardinals and the. You know, I maybe I'm. Paulie misses his black and white TV. Yeah. Too. Like, I, I like. He listens to the radio and keeps score. Well, if they figure out a way to do the strikes, why even have the umps on the field? Just, you know, have the base beep them on, you know? How dare you eliminating jobs? That is not <laughs> making America great again. Well, somebody's got to build the computerized bases. Do they ever change umpires? They're all 107 in college basketball, too. Well, in, Holy at shit. least in, yeah. It, so you should have that's an age That's what limit. bothers me. When I went to the Dome and would see Jim Burr and, you know, all these, I mean, if you have gray hair, you're out there running around with, you know, the 18 to 22-year-old athletes that are in the best shape of your life, sharp of mind making calls. At least umpires are just standing around all day. They should have an age limit. I, I'm with you. They should have an age limit of people who can drive, too. Oh, 100% on that. You're doing about 60, three years, so enjoy 60, your time on the road, 60, buddy. 65, 60, you got to get to work, so 65. Retirement age. I'm all about it. Get off and the road. Take your car. Get out of here. Yeah. Uber care, we'll call it. Uber care. Yeah, you get free Uber rides. <laughs> there you go. We'll just let Uber people drive you around. And your left signal's been on for six blocks. Shut it off. You know what people were doing that goddamn yesterday? Driving around with their goddamn blinkers on. So I'm slowing down thinking they're merging into my lanes and the people behind me are getting pissed. Now, now we're really getting into a grandpa range. You know, yeah, Can I just stop you now? Holy shit. Shut your blinker off. By the way, you said yesterday. This is a podcast. People could be listening to this like a month from it now. It was still yesterday when I said it. I didn't say it in the future. I said it today. So are is that this week's these people are the worst for no, you? No. They're, they're always shit bad. <laughs> they ain't as good as I once was. I got a few years on me now. But there was a time back in my prime. These people are the worst, Polly. So, do you have friends on Facebook that sell stuff? Oh, those goddamn raps. Why are you doing this to me today? This is nuts. Those raps and their the the, the pants that the girls wear. I know what you're talking about, okay? But what I have about three or four, and I have now unfriended them, they sell like these. They're like creams, and they're like, you know, for to fix your wrinkles and to fix your acne. And they put the before and after pictures on there. She'll just be la-di-da-di-da, what's on Facebook today? And all of a sudden, wrinkles, acne, fix. I'm like, no, stop. Stop this. Yeah, there's people selling those saran wrap things that you put around your gut, and they'll show a girl oh, with her big gut hanging. Stop and Stop this. The next day, it's all gone because she wrapped it in plastic wrap. I don't need this in my face advertising for this stuff. It's like when you watch the smoking commercials on TV and they got the old black lung in there. It's like, no! I mean, it's effective. It works, but I don't need that on my Facebook page. You know, uh, we're big celebrities, you and I. Oh. You know. According to who? Very big celebrities. You know what else pisses me off on Facebook? What's that? Is when people will mass post something on my page so other people will see it. Oh, that's the worst. Stop like, fucking doing that. You know what I'm talking Stop about? Like it. if there's yeah. a run or something, like I get asked me before you do it. Say, hey, there's a charity run. Can you share this? 
don't post it on my page so everybody see you. Yeah. Because then if you don't, you look like an asshole. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you ignore I'm going it. to say yes, but ask me before right. you. Right. That's what the direct message is for. What if I don't like that disease? <laughs> what disease do you like, Paulie? I don't Paulie? know, but what if, you don't like, what if I don't care about that disease? Ah, let him die. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I would never say that, but I'll say yes, just ask me. Oh, Don't pressure me in front of all my Facebook well, friends. Well, it's not even pressuring. It's taking advantage of. See? This is the problem with being famous. You know who I can't stand, Brent? Wrestling fans. Oh. The very, very serious wrestling. Not not, not low-level wrestling fans, but the, the top the tier, the, the ones that rent every pay-per-view, who can't grasp that some people may not like it. And I even like it. But if you tell... A wrestling fan that's way up there that, you know, I don't care. They get fucking angry. They really do. Yeah. They get offended. Yeah. And you're like, it's it's fake. Now, not liking wrestling is like not watching House of Cards or a TV show, Game of Thrones. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's entertainment. But don't tell them that. Yeah, I'll watch. But I'm not, I'm Look, not that into it. I have nothing against it. If you like wrestling, I get it. All right? Go for it. It's the male soap opera. I understand it. It's if it's just pure, just kind of popcorn entertainment. But don't get offended when I don't watch it. Exactly. I found so you got wrestling fans, soccer fans are like this, NASCAR fans are like this. Yeah, I agree. You're either all in or nothing. There's no such thing as a casual of any of those sports I just mentioned. Like you can be a casual baseball fan, kind of into hockey, watch college basketball when the tournament comes around, football, wide range of people, but yeah, what is it about the, those people with wrestling, soccer, and NASCAR in particular that how dare you not watch their sport? And then why does that make me want to watch your sport if you're just going to be a dick when I try and get into it? That, and you even said it, baseball so boring, slow, and sucks. And I love baseball. I don't get offended. I don't have anything to do with the fact that baseball sucks. But if you don't like it, I'm not going to hold that against you. Are hockey fans like that, too? Can hockey yeah. fans kind oh, of be dicks? Yes, yes. Yeah, we've got a couple in the building. They get fucking really upset if you. You remember? Do you ever see my Twitter feed when I say I can't find hockey on TV? And make yeah, jokes I'm one about? of those people, Paul. They get fucking that, angry. That that because that take is dumb. I can't find it. There's this thing called Google. What channel is hockey well, on? I should be and able to turn on you. the sports channel. And find well, a sport. Complain to Spectrum about forbid, how they label their sports God channels. Forbid I turn on ESPN or ABC and it be on, not FS seven thousand four hundred fifty-two <laughs> or NBC in hockey's case. What did Bruce Springsteen say? Fifty-seven channels and nothing's on. stuff. Right. You ready for this? Sure. Is this week in history, 1965, Medicare was signed into law. Very Good. timely there. Thanks, Obama. Obama did that yeah. 1965? Yes, he did. That was more uh, thanks, President Johnson. Uh, in 1975, Jimmy Hoffa this week disappeared. One of the great mysteries. Not at the Meadowlands. Well, 
that's what they tell you. No, but. I watched a show where they went out with a radar and went over the end zone. He wasn't in there. Oh, well, that settles that, right? So where the hell is he? Who knows? In the bottom of a, a lake somewhere. Best part would be if he was in, like, Bermuda or something, just hanging out on the beach. You know, this is this is bad. Yeah, with Bigfoot and Elvis, right? This is bad that I don't remember the details of this because it would make for a great story. But I remember my father was in the trucking industry for a long time. And he swears that somehow, some way, wherever Jimmy Hoffa's ultimate demise ended up, that he came through Syracuse. Like, there's a lot of fishy stuff going on. And it was this week, so it was the summer of 1975, and he remembers just stuff going on around here. So whatever truck carried him from Detroit, where he disappeared, to wherever he went, my dad's convinced that it somehow came through here. They ripped a house apart in Detroit, too. Yep. Looking for him. Didn't find him. No. Uh, It was this week in 1981, Pauly, MTV. Signed on with- Hit the cable airwaves. The Buggles. Video Killed the Radio Star was the first song ever aired. On did it. Video Kill the Radio Star? No. No, it did We're not. We're still sitting here. We're still and, here. And uh, I believe Pat Benatar was the second video. How about that? I could be 100% wrong. How many videos did they have ready to go in 1981? I don't know. I'm sure they had a lot. Seth's in here. Seth, Google what the second video on MTV was. I wonder if we can even find that. And now MTV is just a bunch of shows about teenagers Videos that are pregnant. were great. I would uh, watch. They have VH1 Classic. You darn kids it. in our YouTube. YouTube. Paulie and I would have to watch MTV, and you know what we'd have to do? Wait. Just freaking wait for the video to show up at some point. And Martha Quinn and all the great MTV VJs, that was our outlet. We just have to wait for the video to come around. Now you can just YouTube it and watch it 20 times in a row. And I was correct, Pat Benatar. It was Pat Benatar. Very nice. By the way, what the what is MTV now? Garbage. It's just nonsense. A millennial bullshit. I can't remember the last time I even went MBS, out of my way to watch it. MBS TV. And then it's this time of year, every year, they still do the Video Music Awards. What the hell are they putting on the Video Music Awards? They still make videos? Yeah, it's on that Vimeo garbage, I think. And that darn YouTube. Uh, is this week in history, Paulie, 1999, the Blair Witch Project hit theaters. And people thought it was real. And people did think it was real. I thought it was real. They did a nice job convincing people it was real. I, I got nauseous. Camera oh, shaking. Absolutely. Oh, didn't like it. But this was when, you know, this was like the first viral internet sensation. Not just movies or anything. Yeah. This is when the internet really had taken hold and they fooled people into believing this was real footage. I was too busy looking at porn. I just, what turns Polly on? I just saw the movie trailer. <laughs> what turned you on in 1999, Polly? Because you had to wait four hours exactly. for a boob to show up. I just <laughs> you had to wait for everything to upload. All right, it was this week. Uh, what was the now? You did guess this at some point, okay? Uh oh. That's all I'll say. Wiggle it. In 1996, this song spent 14 weeks at the top. Okay, and it so this, this, this had to be Macarena. That's the Macarena. I mean, that had to be the Macarena. I Can you still do the Macarena? I could never do the Macarena. <laughs> I never will do the I, Macarena. I love this song. The number one song in the country. I always like to go back 30 years in this segment. For movies or 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 television Hold or on, thirty songs. years ago today. Yeah, what do you think it is? No, only one week at the top. I'll give you a hint. It was in a movie. It was in a great movie. I don't know. Shake down, break down. Beverly Hills Cop Two. Yes. Soundtrack. And we'll finish with this number one movie in nineteen eighty four. 
it it took it, it knocked Ghostbusters out. Ghostbusters was the number oh, one movie see, in the country. I, now that you said, I, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. And yeah, I know, I know. Prince knocked Ghostbusters out of the. How about Paulie getting Boom. two of these? Boom! Nice work, champ. Yep, Purple, Purple. Rain. Never saw Purple Rain. Believe it or not, was that actually a good movie? It's okay. The soundtrack was phenomenal. Yeah, it's obviously, a, it's a chick flick. It's a, I wouldn't recommend it. I saw it once, but I was also twelve when I saw it, so I didn't. You were twelve, so I didn't care. Add, add a couple to that, Paul. You were what? You were twelve. Yeah, I saw it on VHS. And you were thirty-two in nineteen eighty-four. Nice try. Rude. Never meant to call you in pain. I'm the one who wants to have you laughing. 